Hi, welcome to part two of the LTS podcast. Remember, these podcasts are posted, the audio version at least, are posted every Tuesday of the week, unless otherwise told. And there's a video per- portion of this podcast that is on YouTube. So if you'd like to follow that one, follow the links in the description. So see you then. Marcos out. Dear listeners, welcome to Out of Office. Like that's the mentality that they put us over there in middle school. Like, oh, um, the example that the teacher gave us was um, in the cafeteria, right? There's 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 not cafeterias over there. There's like a, a food stalls, mm. um, like uh, and there's a, a little sandwich one, uh, tortas. And like, okay, okay, uh, can it, uh, like an example. Learning is like food, right? Everyone like here, over here likes food, right? Yeah, everyone raise their hand. Yeah, yeah, we do. Right, right. Okay, so the food stall an example. He said, uh, today they have a torta de jamón or ha- a ham sandwich. Okay. Delicious. Get, get that ham sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. Next day, what do you have? I got ham sandwich, this, this, and this. I had ham sandwich. Can I try the uh, number option number two? Okay. Yeah, sure. You know, slowly at your own pace, you know, the way that as a middle schooler, obviously, that, that the teacher gave us to us is that never be scared to learn new things. Mm. And uh, that's the okay. from an indi- another person, and thus the teacher, like in your developmental years, like say you're gonna mess up, you, you're gonna, your your body's changing as from an elementary school kid to a middle schooler. Uh, a world's big, so you know, go learn, right, learn, right. learn without being the fear. Because in, in Mexico, the, uh, I've witnessed that uh, the mentality is like, oh, uh, you dumb dumb. They they always break uh, as it start off as if you were already in the superiority superiority position you know what i mean like oh you did this wrong with less pretty words and you know this what you got to do this what you could do what's up you know dumb dumb you know that's the mentality over there that my opinion right now in hindsight is that everyone there has a a superiority superiority complex that they don't want to be seen as equals they always cope with in their gun like you know how they say here in, in every conversation the f word a lot like oh hey well like that's oh, like okay, okay. half of their of their of the vocabulary <laughs> over there it's like either uh, like the w-a-y or the p-e-n-d-h-j-o basically right or, or you right, know right, those right, kinds right. of vocabulary I, I get what you're saying right you know that's like within every other part of the vocabulary and that's not bad but um well i think it is i mean because if you're trying to help somebody learn mm-hmm. i think you know just like i guess mind fudging them with like that barrage of profanity is not the most helpful thing not the most productive yeah but at yeah. the same time coming in okay what's up dumb dumb what do you need help on you know what i mean absolutely but, yeah it might not be the more pro- most productive thing either and that this teacher uh these teachers uh they're like okay I know, by default, uh, kids. He even said that kids, you're not gonna be the smartest. You're not gonna be the smartest. Okay, assume that you don't know. So ask, and pay attention. Pay attention to what you ask. That's what he said. Oh wait, they they said, you're not gonna know this. So learn, learn as best you can. Pay attention and then ask questions. Don't ask dumb right. questions. Even though there's no such thing as dumb questions, some of them are because you didn't pay attention. Not to be honest, <laughs> that's like he always. Yeah, you ask questions out of ignorance, not because uh, uh, what's it called? You truly don't understand. It's just yeah. that you didn't pay attention. That's right, the, right, the right. kind of mentality that they gave us. Pay attention to what you're you're being taught, and ask questions that you really don't know. Not things that they as a as a form that you didn't understand the first go. Say right, I right, didn't right. understand this. Can you repeat this, please? Like um, the technique to give an example of a lesson with something that we can easily understand. Food, like look mm. at that. That stuck in my head and since middle school. The other one is um when, like in my job, like you're saying, um, like you're saying your parents. Uh, he, our parents are a product of their personal experiences, right? Yeah. So that's what we got to understand as once you're in middle school, high school, as a high school, you're again going through hormonal change. Your things are adding up. There's more stress from school. More things are expected to you to juggle more. Got to get used to it, man. That's the mentality of ninth graders, elementary school. Like you're going to be juggling more, going to be juggling more. Not not learn to like it, but learn to deal with it. You know what I mean? Mm, like okay. because I've seen like, oh, I got this to do. I got this to do. 
man, you're just complaining. We we got job to do. Like that's the mentality. Like uh, over and like uh, that, your mindset, your mindset. But then you get your examples of. Hopefully, if you have the examples of of your parents or your guardians, the the mentality that they give you is like, hopefully they can say, "Oh, hey, how was your day in school? Was it good? Was it bad? I was it? You know, they show interest, and then they show you. Yes, 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 yes. They they say, okay, you got um, how was your homework? Was it hard? You know, at least that basic level of interest, so that you can understand that they're aware of what you're doing. Right. And once you're out of high school, you graduate, you're going to college, you're learning other people's experience, but careful because they're also normally the grand majority are at your same age group so they're going to pretend to either know more all those things but still it's not majority of the times it's not the same except um and then once you get out or except if you're working throughout the entire working in a customer service place you you're you can tell who's been working in customer service in college because the, their mentality is like they're not only like you know the young studs or the young bucks like they are but they understand to be more What's the word? More um, empathetic with things because like, okay, I gotta pay for school, I gotta work, I gotta show up, I got you know. You can tell them and they're more put together if you want. If uh, me talking to it now, but um, then once you get out of college, you you notice that you gotta take care of this thing, take care of that, all those things, and and you notice that your parents. I think what yeah. you're trying to say, um, Marcos. I'm sorry. Uh, not really empathetic, more like intentional, right? You mean? I guess yeah. Like yeah, because, because like I get what you're trying to say about the empathy part, like the aspect of being empathetic to others towards others. Yeah, but yeah, I think more intentional would be because like once you get out or once you're in school and you go through that College situation specifically that you gotta right, pay, right? You start being more intentional, intentional how how you budget your your money, more intentional of what classes you're gonna take. Uh, the time that you're going to take to actually do your homework and your projects and whatever the case is, right? You're mm-hmm. trying to be more intentional, but that's something that you gain by growth through the hardships of life, whether it be at a job mm. or because of the situation you might be going through at home or whatnot. But yeah, no, I totally under I I, I understand that aspect and I agree with you definitely. But then once you go back, hopefully the good thing, if you go back with your parents and go talk with them, you understand their their insights more as an, as an adult. You see them as an equal, but you still, res- hopefully you want to respect them as the adult they are because they're the, again, the amalgamation of their experiences. That's the thing you got to separate once you're at that age. They're the product of whatever they live. So ho- like you've already lived enough to understand what you're going through. So you hopefully understand what they're going through. Got to pay rent, got to do this, got to pay the mortgage, blah, 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 the car, all those things. Okay. They got a lot of things more on their plate. So um, oh, yeah, definitely. But I think I think one thing that I would probably push back on is that hmm. uh, I would I don't think I would ever see my, myself as equal to my parents in in the sense of like uh, maturity. Oh, hell no. no yeah, of course right? not. So yeah. like it, it might be like, yeah, um, I'll be. Uh, there'll probably be a point in my life where I'll be their age but understanding that they've already gone through that age beforehand right and I think one of the dynamics that's a lot more different from them and myself is that uh, there'll probably be a point where I'll be single and they're married and maybe there'll be a point where I'm married and um yeah, then, I'll, then I'll start learning a new whole different yeah, another you know, ball game yeah the array of, of situations uh, and parameters I have to abide by because now I'm married um, or even even after the fact right when like say I get married and my wife and I have kids then that's even another layer on top of that whole that you aspect of from your parents <laughs> right Still, so yeah. so that's why I, I wouldn't say like i'll see myself as equal I'll, i just look at it as all right they've run their course now it's my turn to run the course and i would hope that the lessons learned by them i'm able to obs- uh, not only observe but observe and absorb and actually try to tweak it in such a way that if there were mistakes made along the way that i i hopefully uh don't make those same mistakes and give a better opportunity to my child uh so that they or to are you better as a, and your couple just to just right 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 but again i i specifically would say 
to the child because in that in that way like i'm able to impart um some sort of knowledge that maybe i didn't have when i was growing up because to your point our parents are a product of their circumstances right Mm -hmm. and then you're going to become a product of your circumstances right right so like say my say uh, our parents uh maybe one of our parents were uh you know from a broken home and the other one did have both their parents right mm-hmm. uh where in my case like uh, say uh, both my parents are from you know both parents had both mom and dad i had my mom and dad uh so i i would push for my kids to both uh to have their mom and dad as well and not try to you know mess up in the sense of like okay yeah now you know you're gonna be from a broken home because like i didn't have that type of experience nor did i have that that schooling if you will um or that 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 type of um of situation upbringing in my in my life so um, I wouldn't want to do do that to them, You'd right? Hope. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, can I give an example? Before you do, yeah. I-, I was gonna tell you, like, I, I was gonna um, share with you actually um, that uh, not only is you know our parents a product of their circumstances that they live, I think also something that we need to understand is that what you were saying earlier. I think we should start going about, or our, our mindset should be that we would we would um be always try to be in a situation where everybody around you is always smarter than you because once you start thinking that you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong uh, place you're in the wrong place because you might be the dumbest person there (laughs) and you just think that you're the smartest right that can be in business like it can be um in, in other situations right but also the aspect of um of, of uh, it, what you were saying also earlier where it's mm-hmm. like yeah learning a lot of things is cool and all but sometimes I tend to think that it it's the quality of what you're learning and not the quantity of things that you're learning that ultimately will help you because it, it goes back to that saying uh, I think we, we spoke about this in, in uh, an earlier podcast where it's like the Ben Franklin uh, quote right when we were talking about um uh, jack of all trades master of none when in reality it's jack of all trades master of one no it's where i think it's jack like, of all trades master of none but still better than one um I, I don't know something like that yeah yeah but i'm picking up what you're putting down yet right right so i think it, it's cool to know a little bit about everything but there should be something that we should be uh, masters of like we should really have down pat right whether it be that specific niche thing that you are good with like but be the best you can be with it because essentially that might be the thing that you will impart to you know your your offspring mm-hmm. and ultimately that to a certain extent whether we like it or not that will be your legacy right and that's the cool thing because i think not only will our last names be something that will be passed down but whatever that specific thing that you know right is going to be something that will be treasured and worked and you know honored through the ages right Mm, mm, and i think that's something super special because if it's something that um like you know something that and just as an example right our grandfather imparted something to your dad to my dad to our uncles and stuff like that not all the same but something yeah obviously obviously but like it's something that they picked up on and they were able to impart to us and then we do the same thing with our kids like that that's something that's super awesome and and ultimately i would say it's something that is it's uh priceless right you can't really put yeah you can't really put a, a, a number to it of how much that cost it's it like you can't you can't put a price on the time you spent with your dad yeah for example that's the thing that i was going to ask for you for example yeah, nowadays yeah, like and in, in, in hopefully like you own a car right or, or your family owns a car right okay and uh what are the basics that one should know to to perform like uh example that i, I have like a couple ideas an example is to always know your tire pressure right uh oh, okay, keep, keep, okay. In, keep in check that you know you don't want to 
dependent like that's something since that's the thing that makes most contact to the road you got to stay on 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 top of how the tire pressure is at all times and understand that there's a there's a there's a shortcut to know what the recommended tire pressure is for your yes. car an example is on the driver's side of the door i think i think it's on the driver's side only um, you open the door and that, that that space, it tells you what the pressure and PSI or whatever units, depending on your country, is supposed to be on those tires, like like and at all times because of it's been designed that way. Another thing is to understand the health of said tires and the spare tire. Now, I don't know if all of the cars, but most of them always carry a spare in the back. Just got to get to know and also read the manual, obviously, but in, in normally the cars carry spares in the back and the cars that you're the, the wheels the tires that you're driving on there's a certain way to measure the health of the tread you know when it's time to change the tires or depending if the season is changing or um, how much you're, you're wearing them out you always got to stay up to date it's not a good idea to run in fl- on um on slick tires right normally right another example is to know how to check the oil status. Um, this is a part one and part two, specifically the oil. Uh, I learned this one with my, my dad and your, uh, our uncles and uh, my, my grandpa uh, in different size trucks. I learned it in, uh, not in 18 wheelers, but something smaller than an 18 wheeler. I also learned it on Jeeps. I also learned it on pickup trucks. I also learned it on like a, 1960, a 1960s Ford truck, like heavy duty work truck. My grandpa, right. uh, my my grandpa, like whenever they were done going to the street market and picking up the stuff, you would see him uh, on on Tuesday just open the truck. I'll be coming back from school and he'd be like checking each part, you know, cleaning it. Like uh, the truck wasn't was was a big boy, but you would always see him like working, listening to music and cleaning mm. everything he could from his truck. Like, what are you doing, grandpa? I'm taking care of the of this truck because it's you know it's our life and you know I gotta make sure that it's you know running up to up to snuff and like he said you know come here let me show you something you know hopefully you know you'll learn something like okay sure I went over there he's like this thing this little little stick over here he pulls it out it looks like a wand right okay okay this thing measures the oil you see this there's some lines and you see the the color yeah yeah this is the status of the oil of I forgot what the engine or whatever if it's a little bit darker that means the oil is burnt you gotta change the oil and if it's at this mm. height or at this height after you know you let it sit or after it's running it's different it's gonna be at different heights okay oh there's these lines low and, and high and all those things keep a check on it when we would uh, go to the other small towns my grandpa would say let the truck sit a little bit to my uncle uncle tony <laughs> and he would say okay let the truck sit for a while okay let's pick right, up right. put everything set for the sales okay it's been an hour or two Tony, go check the the, the the smaller Toyota pickups, and I'll I'll check the big boy, okay? And he's, he he would my uncle Tony, who was like tw- in his early twenties, eighteen, he would whip out the the one and bring it to Grandpa. I'm like, check at that, look at this, look at this, like that. And I was there, you know, like a little curious little kid, you know. And like he's like, yep, that's good. Hey, uh, Marcos, what do you th- uh, what, uh, what do you think? Yeah, this is good. And and uh, he's like, good. Now he whipped out the other one. Check this, and he showed it, and it was less burnt. That the, the pickup truck is going to need a change, so beware, guys. Okay, get ready some oil to you know and get the pan ready so that he also changed out the oil. That's something that I never I felt like I wasn't blessed enough to learn yet, but I did know about the tires. I witnessed how slick tires are dangerous with that big boy truck. I witnessed how that tire blew because um, it was wearing they were wearing it so fast, but there wasn't there was a budget that they had to maintain, so it's again the consequences, you know what I mean. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying, bro. Um, and, uh, you know, the consequences. There you have us in a rainy day, like, um, uh, unloading the truck, the the big boy truck in, in the spare truck, having everything set and, you know, taking it to the mechanic for emergency patch. And, like, the mechanic said, what do you want? You want a patch or do you want a... Because in... And, or do you want a full replacement? It's a slick tire, he said. Switch it out. Okay. And they did. No one, bada bing, bada boom. But over here with my dad, when we went to Mexico, we picked the trucks and all those things to go to Mexico on the road trip. And uh, uncle, our uncle, our oldest uncle, uh, uh, B, starts with a B. Uh, Bernard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, he he uh, he would always be in the afternoon checking the trucks, seeing all those things in the neighborhood. And Wait, like, okay. this? I thought it was uh, Jay. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not obviously, but the one uh, in the neighborhood in that okay, area. Okay, okay. And he's not the oldest, but in of those, you know, yeah, your yeah. dad, my dad. Obviously, your dad's older, but you know, of I get them. Mm, oldest uncle is, is the one in, in, in the other state, not not in, not over there. But uh, he yeah, said, yeah. "Hey guys, you know, you." I would always observe, "Hey guys, okay, we gotta check this, check this, check that, check this, check that." And this was before hanging out with my grandpa. But I was a little kid and I didn't understand. Grandpa was the one that I was like, "Okay, they're they're attending mm. the customers. Let's go check the trucks because these guys are these cars are our lives. We gotta respect them and give them the proper treatment." And like, and he was already old, so you know that he he went through some stuff. Or like now me understanding he went he he suffered some consequences didn't suffer some consequences saw bad consequences and and yeah and then he said guys and, and uncle tony um he's like check your gauges guys like the new ones had the check engine light all those things those are shortcuts come over here guys and you gotta be over here making sure that the brake pads are up to date the 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 suspension is up to date because this guy it's a heavy heavy ton truck that it was you know you gotta check if it's not rusted out all those things right yes and they were saying it it was the days that they worked on sunday wednesday and saturday uh monday tuesday monday they would restock everything that they sold uh tuesday grandpa i don't know what grandma was doing but grandpa was taking care of the trucks uh thursday he was you know restocking the trucks because saturday they're gonna take it out so basically um it was a whole whole seven day work week like you would see grandpa by 8 a.m working on the trucks checking okay i need to replace this and uh, all those things and it's a 19 it was a 1960s truck so there was a a logistics chain around the area to maintain those trucks right but that's something that i that i learned from from my family to always have keep your keep your cars on check that you know at least you personally can deal with can manage what would be some experiences or tips that you would recommend to the listeners if that you can do to maintain or or have a, a healthy car in your opinion to be quite honest bro like mm-hmm. I, I definitely understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. because like I do remember vaguely uh, like my parents having older cars when I was younger where uh, you could definitely um, go about switching out the oil yourself and stuff like that. But now, um, <laughs> it's it to me. It's like it, not that it's haha funny, but it it just goes to show you like how planned obsolescence works, right? A little bit more, where it's like cars nowadays. And, and I, I speak about the one that we use, like whether it be. Uh, even the the ones that I would say like the Ford, um, the Ford or the Mitsubishi or the Toyota or like a lot of these cars have these sensors on them nowadays where it lets you know when you need to switch out your oil. Mm-hmm. It has sensors on the wheels where it lets you know that your wheel needs air is in need of air but that was a fancy thing back in the day the wheel the tire pressure thing, right even your speedometer right it'll it'll let you know obviously how fast you're going when you're on the road or whatnot right but i think we've gotten to a stage where like your car will let you know (laughs) if it needs oil if it needs air in the tires um even with like say um we recently like my brother and i recently um gotten tires for for his car mm. so so he has all all train tires right or all weather tires all, on, season, all weather project. all weather yeah all weather all weather tires um and uh yeah so the tread on his old tires were were not sufficient anymore right so um i think we were talking to israel about this where you take, I believe, a quarter, and you can measure the thickness of the tread on the, on the on the tire. And if it's like less than half of the face of the quarter, it's like it's definitely That's dangerous. Time to, yeah, right. It's definitely time to switch out the the tires. And obviously, uh, I would say that if you have a car, it's always recommended that your car has that spare tire as a just in case, um, just to switch out one if one gets damaged or whatnot. Right. Mm-hmm. 
but um yeah no i think cars nowadays like they have sensors and indicators for almost everything and anything mm-hmm. i mean good lord like if you start driving your car nowadays uh and the passenger isn't wearing their seatbelt the car starts going beep 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 beep, 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 beep. it's uh, bothering you yeah it's letting you know hey you're driving which is cool but it's not safe that someone's riding along with you that hasn't put on their seatbelt so i'll stop beeping once you put on your seatbelt right <laughs> so it just goes to show you that nowadays um they've really have taken out the guesswork with a lot of uh, of these um i guess you could say uh these betterments of um you know just quality of life uh, additions to your car mm-hmm. and even with switching out the oil um I- i'm pretty sure you can do it you know by by hand by yourself but i think nowadays um cars that are like toyotas or hondas or even even domestic cars like fords and chevrolets like you're you you can take it to a like a mechanic and they have this special machine that basically kind of like changes the oil for it and it's like a proprietary type of um, oil changing machine that does it where you don't have to involve yourself so much with it and it and does it faster really have, yeah and and it might even do it a lot more accurately than you would do it um had you done it by hand so um i think th- those are the type of things that nowadays uh are you know quality of life betterment type of things that we we um were able to enjoy where maybe 15 20 years ago in our lifetime when, right when when we were too young to be able to like drive cars or whatnot our our grandparents or something had their you know throwback cars that they would uh have to like service themselves 1960s truck heavy duty truck man right where there was no sensors there was no it was stick shift no hydraulics there was no beeps and boops telling them listen you need uh you're you're low on gas or you're low on uh what's it called or no one's right or someone's riding with you sometimes failed on it and he had to replace (laughs) the the floater thing it used a floater you know how they have the floaters in the toilet absolutely absolutely that kind of thing i'm like god dang yeah no and it's like those like I don't think we're we're going back to those type of times anytime soon. I think like those type of um you know the the betterments the the, the quality of life additions that they're going to add to cars every year are just going to get better and better and better and we're just going to we'll probably end up one day where it's like the car will basically say it will let you know all right you you have to take me to the you know, I have a the, flat tire you know uh, yeah. let me just push this button I'll raise myself and you know. Exactly. You just slide, you know, unscrew these and I'll slide in because that's another thing. Your hardware to switch tires, man. Did you ever have to do that in a flat, like in an emergency? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. I have done. That I have done. But again, it, it, we're not probably quite there yet where, you know, the car will stop in the middle of the road. Like it'll it'll go to the side of the road and, you know, a, a robot will, you know, conveniently the car is the robot man the car is the robot and it will switch up your your tires so you're able to have a nice day yeah exactly right so i mean i I remember um um watching the movie uh back to the future right so remember when he puts on his jacket and he puts on his sneakers they automatically adjust to his uh, contour and his body his size and they were wet and and I'm thinking and they self dry, so I'm thinking that that's how cars are gonna be like at some point where that's you just more realistic. jump, right? So you jump in, and then the seat is gonna adjust uh, according to your height and probably your your contour, your your weight, and whatever the case is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to to sit perfectly, you know, comfortable in your car. Uh, that's it, more it, practical than than the self drying stuff, right? But also i'm thinking that nowadays like you'll be able like nowadays you're you're able to go to your car and not maybe not all cars are like this but you'll have your infotainment system right in the dash where i mean cars like teslas are able to to have like their own type of uh specific horn that you can download Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
or they start dancing or the horn man you just caught me off guard with the horn yeah 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 the um, meet meet is no longer a standard yeah no you can have that but you have it's like almost like ringtones for your phone but for your car <laughs> uh, your infotainment system also is able to download apps where you can actually interact with them uh, your car can self drive it has uh, temperature sensors right you're able to watch movies it has like a sunroof uh, like the size of the actual whole roof of your car where you're able to supposedly camp and, and be able to turn the back of the car into like a, a bed or whatever bed, the yeah, case is yeah. yeah you can An camp in it that they have uh, project ideas for the future cars is that they, they would support this was like in the early 2000s or mid to early to the mid mid uh, mid mid 2000s that they were projecting i saw this on tv discovery that they wanted to put a car that could have a little drone like a little plane so it could give it live live traffic and optimized routes uh, mm. and it will plug back in and, and transfer that data and i'm thinking the company google was already out and i think google just cut that market right there for drones in a car because gps and your phone has the network to, uh, connection with other phones and Google has that comp- that niche, you know, taken care of for now. It used to be the garments. Remember back in the day with the garments or the what right. Magellans? Now, like on your phone, that 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 is a default. You can download an app and it provides those services. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's going to keep getting better and better. But um, I don't know how... Well, I'm I'm pretty sure there'll be competition. They'll there play. always is, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you see, Waze is always competing with. It got Google bought Maps. out, by the way. It's still right. they still pretend to say that it's a. Con- oh no, it is. Oh, no, of course, of course. But also, you have like Apple Maps and stuff like that. Crunchyroll right? and Funimation. That's an example right there. there. Oh, where when a company buys out another company. Yeah, yeah. But that that only happened because a bigger company bought out both of them <laughs> true true and so it's yeah it's not like one bought the other no it was like a bigger company came through and scooped them up and obviously can you get that yeah. number as in like how much you were worth uh, I'm yeah worth dude a couple I mean, trillion okay I think the, i'll buy it i think the the worst aspect of that is that uh, looking at it from afar, it, it, it tends to look like a monopoly because it, it it's almost functioning that way right now because there is there isn't any other competition out there that is worth mentioning or on the same equivalent you know level to that company right mm-hmm. and I think that potentially could be its its downfall because. For us, as a customer, at least. Yeah, because then you'll be... You're kind of left scratching your head thinking, if I'm paying for the service and the service isn't getting any better, but they're increasing the amount of money I have to pay for to use their service, but there is no benefit because it's literally the same uh, crappy service they've been giving me since like two or three years ago, then... Do, and charge you I, more right and they charge you more for the same crappy service people will start uh complaining and then they'll start doing things about it so like not subscribing anymore uh and even you know sailing the high seas because oh, wait, it all disney it, approaches well you could you we could say that we can say netflix approaches we can even say google approaches we can see Apple TV, Am- Amazon, Apple, na- name the company. I'm pretty sure companies will will be quick on the uptake and start doubling down on certain IPs that they see potential in that they would want to mess with and throw money at it in order for them to say, hey, guys, people that like to watch, right? <laughs> people that like to watch this sort of uh, entertainment. Well, we have this exclusive one that you might have heard of or that you probably want to see and you can only get it exclusively here on our platform. And, you know, it it kind of becomes daunting because then it's like you kind of want to turn to the company or the platform that has 
you know the one-stop shop but you can't do that anymore right like cable yeah you you kind of start moving you you start backtracking and you're making your platform become little by little what you were trying to not be in the first place which was a cable company become uh, a syndicated if you will yeah it's like i think it's weird we we as humans tend to regress to a certain to a certain point right because just think about it this way uh vinyls was like i think one of the biggest things when music became you know uh accessible and you're able to play on a record player at your home that moved to uh they must have been expensive though in the early early days probably when they first started it was probably oh well obviously not taking into account what you know inflation or whatnot right let me do some research when they first started continue continue so from the vinyl uh records they moved to cassette players right from cassette players they moved to cds from cds they moved to mp3s from mp3s you started developing companies that were just in the cloud right a -hmm. subscription service like a spotify or, or something of that nature right and then from that where do we turn to where do we go what's the next best thing well if you start noticing we started regressing back to vinyl like i think one of the the biggest things that i've seen at least uh even in the the i guess you can call it the anime and manga community you start see people you start seeing people collecting not only manga anymore but the vinyl records of uh the shows that they the like posters yeah the the specialty yeah so you start you start seeing these people instead of you know having a uh, a playlist on their spotify they're able to you know buy the actual record of like just as an example the demon slayer soundtrack for the and album the right table how much and is you, the turntable you right buy, now right you buy a, uh, a record player and uh, i mean if you get like an audio technica one or a sony one or something equivalent to that you're looking at between 200 to almost 500 dollars on a record player right and you can find ones that are a little more expensive and or ones that are a little cheaper and um the point is that people are regressing to having vinyls because you know not only is it a nostalgia type of thing but it it, you kind of have this um you're you're enamored by this physical object object that you can hold in your hand that you can place the record on a record player which you you can lose Well, you, you you might say that, but say you want to listen to something and you want to have it on a record, like you want to have something physical where like, I don't know if this happened to you before, Marcos, like mm. since you've had your cell phone, like say, say uh, you're in a thunderstorm or say you're in a place where you don't have the best reception. And obviously I'm, I'm giving you like very niche uh, situations, but um you know maybe you're in a place where uh having connection to the internet isn't the easiest or the most uh, viable option at the moment but like say you wanted to listen to something and you don't have you you only have analog to work with right this is the these are the situations where people you know will probably gravitate to more analog type of items where a record player would probably be uh, for them a better option than to you know buy uh, or pay for a subscription service when they know that they truly don't own that that uh, record or that album or something and you know once you buy your record that's yours you keep it you know you you're the one that's going to take care of it and you don't have to consistently pay that 10.99 every month in and month in month out to you know listen to that particular record uh sometimes right where when you buy the physical record you're able to play whenever you want truly whenever you want and you don't have to pay you pay once and it's done so i think that to certain people that that that's an appealing aspect to it where they don't have to constantly pay something to uh, to actually um, own it is very different from paying a subscription to say that you own it but you truly don't own it 
because the moment that you don't pay for that subscription, it's gone. <laughs> An example it, it, for the internet uh, situation. Continue, well, I, continue. I was gonna, I was just gonna give you this quick example. Crunchyroll removed a lot of uh, uh, IPs from its catalog. Yeah. And in order for you to watch those that they removed, you would have to either buy another subscription service or sail the high seas. But you truly don't own that catalog. And that catalog is always changing due to whatever uh, terms and conditions or which uh, they change. contracts that they have, which they change every so often. So say I want to watch the fourth season of Don Machi. I'm not able to watch it on Crunchyroll. And that's a sad, sad thing. What's the other one? And you would think that, yeah. you would think that, you know, that there could be a solution, but there isn't. So like, say I, I want to see uh, High School DxD on Crunchyroll. Well, if I'm, if I'm used to having it on Crunchyroll and the moment that their contract runs out and they remove it off Crunchyroll uh, catalog, then was it truly ever mine? That, I mean, that's, I mean, owning and accessibility are two different things, right? And but in, in the context of what we're talking about. In that specific context, if you're ever planning to go with owning it, then yeah, you, the subscription service is never the, the answer. If right. It's just a convenience. Then, right. But then, all right, then what would be the solution? It would be buying the actual Depends physical copy. Depends what you want, copy. If you no, want no, no. to have it. Again, if that's something like say, and again, I'm just stating the obvious. This parameter of this specific situation. Right. If I'm the person that's going to want to watch High School DxD and I pay for the subscription service, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and I, maybe I want to watch the first season today and then uh, in a month's time, I want to watch the second season, right? Mm. Well, it probably would probably make a lot more sense buying the complete, full, uh, what's it called? Uh, physical, physical uh, Blu-ray set. Yeah. And have them on my shelf and pop the Blu-ray and the Blu-ray player whenever I want, whenever I want to watch it. And I only have to pay for it how many times? Once. Right? So that's that's the parameters I'm working with. And that's that's the context that, that what I'm trying to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that I'm speaking about. Mm-hmm. Where you kind of, you kind of are left in the air, kind of, where the catalog switches due to whatever the company, you know, has to do in order for them to hold on to certain IPs and let go of other ones for whatever reason, right? Mm-hmm. And then if unfortunately it's the shows that you want to watch, then oh, yeah. does 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 it make sense? It does it make sense you paying for that subscription anymore? No, it doesn't. And you might say, well, yeah, but they have the other shows that I might like, but that's the might though, the what if yeah. factor. Well, and not even what if, like, you know, at a certain point, they might even, you know, get rid of those because so you're left with paying for a subscription that for you, it's not worth it anymore. It became less valuable to you, but they're still charging you the money for that subscription service, right? The other question is, you don't like it, right? You don't like whatever they have, but that doesn't mean that you're with nothing to watch. It's just that you don't like it, but it might as well be nothing because you got nothing that you want to watch. Right. It's like saying, yeah, I have a, a, a million cans of soda, but if they're empty, well, you still have the cans. Not really. It's if you if you don't like the or they're all expired. How about that? Right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. They're all expired. But, yeah, but it's still be. It, you might as well have nothing at that point because mm-hmm. it's not even worth the the stuff it's in, right? Might it, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that's my whole kind of spiel about that. It, it, so I rather people probably tend to to see it that way, where it's like I rather pay for something that I know I like that I want to hold physically. And that no one is going to be able to like delete that from the catalog. And whenever I want to watch it, I can comfortably watch it at my own pace, at my own time. And in your own comfort. Right. And I, I'm able to hold on to this physical copy. I think that's the premise on 
uh, vinyl, right? So how that regression works, right? And I think let me give you an example. I did. I shared you the links. So uh, some I did some cursory. Mind you, this is cursory. So the first ever vinyl recorder was music, and it was in the eighteen late eighteen eighty eight, right? And it was a song, the missing note, whatever that note was. And the person, it was it wasn't even a vinyl. It was like a tube, a phonograph tube, like but with technology over time in the nineteen thirties, they were able to compress it to the modern vinyl that we now know and you know like the audio from so uh it took from the 1930s to sell their first couple 200 and something million records to make make it into a viable option in the specifically in the united states um this was in the 1930s and then the question was oh did vinyl die in the 90s so what does this what's in the uh, not taking into observe into context the 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 question but just the time frame the 30s all the way to the 90s is what 60 years and a lot of the music that you're talking about is from the 70s from the 80s specifically that's when they when the music or the 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 medium what 70s was at its peak the kind of there everything was smoothed out to mass produce vinyls but then what right. happened in the 80s the mp3 player all those all those things came out and the laps it what what it took vinyl to develop grounds and to develop a market and to mature was 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s it took 60 years and then it took it 80s 90s 80s and 90s 20 years to drop off in that time meaning okay. that the generation of people that were born when it was at its peak in the early 80s or mid 80s understood that their parents their grandparents had vinyl they had their experience like us um with their parents with the trucks the old trucks if you will and okay we, we had our experience of us observing a master um, somebody very very proficient in working on those mediums vinyl in this case they probably saw their like a, a person that's that was born in the early 80s would be what in their mid 40s right now right they, they'd economic hope they economically be uh, um stable enough to purchase their whole turntable their whole uh music system that they want to listen to whatever medium that's printed now M- me guessing how, how much is a going price if if the commits no yaiba the demon slayer uh, how much how much is it going on in the market right now for the soundtrack on vinyl that's an example like to see how viable it is of a market still i think like Say if I were to go right now to Crunchyroll, uh, the Crunchyroll store, right? For music and specifically, it, that's what I'm saying. Right, right, right. And if I were to go to, um, let's say, to, let's see, um, apparel, figures, accessories, uh, let's see, I think oh God, video this, and manga, right? This is creepy that it has it already in Google. Sorry, 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 continue. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm just trying to figure out. All right, so if I were to go to this website right now, and if I start scrolling down, maybe they'll have some sort of a vinyl record of something or other on here. Or even if I were to go to like Write Stuff Anime, like just just, uh, just a quick, um, uh, I'm pointing out something out real yeah, quick. Yeah. So a uh, High School DxD, the series classics, Blu-ray, uh, will run you. $37 with 49 cents, right? USD, right? Mm-hmm. More in the States. And um, if I were to keep scrolling down and look for uh, a Ford Blu-ray disc set of Darling and the Franks, that is going to run you. This is all season one and it's a steel book Blu-ray set, right? So they're trying to be a little extra fancy with it. Mm-hmm. Um this will run you $44 with 99 cents USD. But now going to, let's see if I can, if I can uh, find a vinyl record for you here. I got it. The Kimitsu no Yaiba one. Oh, do you? What On website did you eBay. use? I used Google and it threw me into eBay. And it okay. says brand new. And, no, new. Uh, it says the Kimitsu no Yaiba Demon Slayer Kamado Tanjiro TV Soundtrack Vinyl Limited 190 bucks See how can I share What? How much? 190 This is a scalp $190 
Holy smokes, bro. I'm just saying it's it's it would never be about the price at the end of the day. It would be more like how much passion do you have for it? But well, yeah. Let, oh, let it, me it, let, it, let me just really quick. Um Oh, okay. Explain while I I, I look for something. So, yeah, yeah. so my theory, it's just the velocity of the market itself. How people are becoming more economically viable because you can also uh, extrapolate from the time frame of the 1930s. What happened in the 30s? The one of the Gilded Age in the 20s, the 30s, the Great Depression. Uh, it was it wasn't a good time for a product to grow, but they still broke broke records of 228 million sales of a vinyl vinyl products and then the 40s happened and then the 50s the big big boom so just in the in the, uh, in the timing aspect it took vinyl 20 years if 20 years after the world war ii to just to grow up with with a generation of people that were economically viable to, to be uh which we call like take uh hobbies you know look quote unquote luxurious hobbies people from the 50s you know matured did more products did the music industry all those things the beatles um elvis uh, content to record on a vinyl record and then there was a, a market for people to to buy the, the content meaning it made it more more less expensive not cheaper doesn't mean bad in this case it made it cheaper to produce with the higher or same quality and you know okay. and there was a market you know a demand and then the 80s the market changer with the sony walkman or or the sony ericsson's in the 80s it wasn't the best quality but it was another right. pro- so the competition the market changed in the 80s and then what happened in the 80s another economic issue and it it, it must uh, me super guessing it must have ruined some 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 uh, some logistics routes for 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 vinyl probably even and right. uh, but then it made made it more convenient then another generation from the 80s understood or the 90s understood what walkman wants understood what cds were understood what cassettes were all those things so then the generation that was transitioning the 80s people the people who were born in the 80s were in that phase of us with the iphone in 2007 and all those things they understood how there was a uh, a well-defined market for vinyl and then there was also a well-defined market of the future they were mm. in that turning point for audio it wasn't that good the, the the walkman compared to the quality of the vinyl it still isn't i debatably can't even argue with that because i haven't honestly listened through the highest quality of headphones for vinyl and all those things but then um they're saying um they on they live through it they want to go right. ba- my guess is they want to go back to nostalgia my guess my my situation with the trucks is uh it's it was never the truck it was a time of me hanging around you know just being a little kid checking what my grandpa's doing or my or my parents or me touching the computer it's a passion that i did when i was in second grade you know i was so visual- for you it's more like a nostalgia type of thing and the people like a time and place time and place and then they can profit from them hopefully you'd understand that people are mature enough to understand what they can do with it me for example the computer situation i like the audio stuff because it's it's something that I, i'm better at understanding audio audio than me visually understanding people you know what i mean like it's my right. the product or the amalgamations of my personal experience thus me liking to deal more with audio versus having to deal face to face with people the, the whole story with dominic you know what i mean okay okay but i, I think also um us as humans we kind of tend to draw the line where well there's certain things we won't compromise on I mean, we've gotten so used to certain uh, amenities, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, uh, you know, just I think the simplicity of being able to to just like turn on Spotify as an example, right? And just look up on the search engine in the app a certain artist or a certain genre. And then, you know, with the click of a button, right? just be able to go down a list of all all those things that you're searching for and being able to choose pick and choose and listen to whatever you want right where just really quick um like the cowboy bebop original series soundtrack on vinyl is on crunchyroll store is uh 31 dollars and 98 cents usd and if you were to go like um to write stuff anime right can you share the link can you share the link if you will please yeah, of course. Uh, definitely not not sponsored, right? Um, that same oh, yeah. record is thirty one ninety eight, 
so it's relatively you know um uh similar in pricing so i what i would say basically it's like um how can i put it uh i, I think people regret regress to being nostalgic about certain things but i think there is that added benefit that you kind of are able to hold and you're able to really say it's yours and i think that's an aspect that a lot of people like and especially nowadays where there's so much uncertainty with how the big companies that bought up the that niche that you like is basically going to dictate how it's going to go about distributing certain things and it, it might bring comfort to certain people and mind you again being able to draw that line on the sand where um you kind of have to compromise where yeah this is old school technology because i i don't think either you or i would be able to go back to listening to music on cassettes on cassette players right or grabbing a, a vhs uh of dragon ball z and trying to pop it in of uh, vcr no. and, and yeah. trying to watch that like it, it makes no sense it's like that that we're not willing to draw uh, to go back and regress to that but we're willing to regress to other certain things that nostalgia we get with that 1960s truck right or be being able to um to to hold the physical keyboard of a macintosh right Mm -hmm. and be like yo this brings me back dude and all you can hear the clicks and clacks or you feel there's a whole business with the blue blue keys and the red keys all that's a market it's a market right true true and and again i think that just goes to show us how these regressions work right there's certain things that we'll be able to compromise and say yeah that makes sense and there'll be other ones where we're like eh, yeah maybe not for me maybe i'll stick to this one but not that one right so we pick and choose and i think that that that's pretty much what where we're at right now but yeah. I, what do you think my my I'm, what i'm thinking is what's the next thing oh i bet the whole thing oh the flip phones are back too now that i'm noticing that too Okay, okay. From back in the day, having a flip phone and all those things, that's another thing, except you got a touch screen now. Yes. That, again, it's, it's, it's repetitive. I, same thing with, with the clothing, with, um, whatchamacallit, the seasonal thing, the trends of, uh, of clothing. But my, the big ones is always music. Music, again, the 70s and all those things, the Walkman. Because that's, yeah, I can't. You know what is a big industry still? The headphones from the Walkmans. They're just modifying them and adding more different connectors to put a, 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 a three a headphone, a regular headphone connection, and upgrading the the pads. There's a low key um, uh, hashtag not sponsored. There's a YouTuber called Z Reviews. Okay. Um, I shared some of them in, uh, a long time ago, uh, but uh, he, there's a, a low key market from the uh, uh, headphones from the 1980s from the Walkman that they said these are the you know f- you know they scale up and all those things for depending on how strong your amp your amplifier is or uh, whatever faders whatever stuff these headphones scale up and they're check it they're from the 80s the only thing I switched is the pads to more comfortable pads. Oh, just, I see, I see. Or, or just uh, uh, drilling little holes so that they can be more airy if you, uh, you know some shenanigans that i don't really understand but somebody mm. that is, is honestly some a headphone geek, or other right a headphone geek that they, they, they literally have um microphones <laughs> microphones that measure headphones so that they can tell their frequency response to certain sounds and how they they open up like for example right now i'm freaking wearing some little little in-ear headphones that are like 10 bucks 20 bucks and i can hear you clearly okay okay but low key because of that i've been doing some research i'm like okay what's this what's there but like the headphones the whole thing with the battery i wanted the convenience of bluetooth at the beginning bluetooth wasn't the big thing to transfer data and or or even transfer music uh through the headphones but right now it's booming look at apple it did the, the 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 ipad pros ipod pros the air air max that entire industry it's it's finished no um varnished no what's the word polished enough to be viable Mm -hmm. as an option in the general market 
but the niche is still out there like um my headphones that i i told you about the that i checked for the battery they still have a 3.5 millimeter connector so that you can add oh, put it awesome. on, onto any amp and and bada bing bada boom you can still listen to music with the amplifiers that they have integrated and right. um and but uh, trying to do that with some uh air mac apple air max can't do that because they don't got no 3.5 millimeter jack they probably have like a lightning a lightning connector oh i see i see but i don't think you get the same audio uh uh, uh what's it called um reliability i think the word is right or fidelity it's probably the, the water the word. i don't know because apple you know they did the phone thing they did the apple music thing they they probably did their time and research for to get the best option for their resources but best bet once they do the bad option there's going to be a better after that because they already did it once so they're going to find they're going to make it better cheaper and they still you know probably ring you up the same price or higher because it's a newer model you know it's capitalism at its finest yeah yeah i think you're right bro and with that note what do you think if we call it a night yeah definitely sounds good to me thank you alan man you stay safe out there you too bro thank you so much and we'll be talking on the next one listeners this is an out of office remember to look us up in the social medias on youtube and uh, all the things on the on the show notes this is marcos signing out peace